Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Welcome to the Roundtable. You're listening to us on the Broadway Podcast Network. You know, we do a little bit of everything here on the Roundtable. We don't just do Broadway. We don't just do cabaret. We don't just do jazz. We don't just do TV and film. I love all of those things, but I also am a little bit of a hip-hop head. And it is 50 years of hip-hop, and there's an amazing documentary about hip-hop. You want to see what I can do? You want to see if I can freestyle? All right, let's give it a go. Hip hop, hip to hip it to the hip hip hop, and you don't stop the boogie to the boogie to the. You know I'm a hip hop head. Take that Broadway, take that cabaret. I've done hip hop in my cabaret shows because when you know music and you love rhyming and lyricism, sometimes the best rhyming and lyricism is coming from hip hop nowadays, especially in pop music where things are very, you know. I always joke. Even back in the 60s and 70s, if you watch, listen to pop music, like we're happy together, how was the weather? You know, that's how I would write music. No offense to the turtles, but if you want to find real good, smart lyricism, hip hop has some of the greatest MCs, people who literally are poets. And how do they do it off the top of their head? When I was asked if I wanted to talk to Raz Kaz, one of West Coast's most premier hip hop artists and often voted top MCs of all time, and the director of the film, I said, are you kidding? It's 50 years of hip hop. We need to have this and we need to talk about it. How freestyle started and the history of hip hop, even on the round table, even on the Broadway podcast network, you never know who's gonna come on. That's the whole point. Artists talking about art, take a peek. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, everybody, we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. 50 years of hip-hop, and one of the founding pillars of hip-hop is definitely freestyle. I'm so excited for this film, Freestyle 101, coming streaming October 24th. You need to get ready and be ready for Freestyle 101. Follow it on, on Instagram. They have an amazing... You, if you're a hip-hop head, this lineup of people who are talking about the history of freestyle, you, you better... From top to bottom, some of the greatest MCs of all time. Director, creator, oh, the whole thing. Frank Meyer is here, and the Le West Coast is in the house. Raz Kaz is here. Hey! Yeah. You know, as a Jersey boy, Raz Kaz, I'm losing street cred by the second. Lose the jurors. That's Frank. How did this idea come about, and how did you get people like Raz Kaz to be a part of it? Uh, originally I was working for the G4 TV network. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like kind of a video game tech themed network. And I was working for the show attack of the show and doing digital content in the early days of podcasting. They were like, Hey, what, what, what ideas do you have for podcasts? And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool to have rappers come in and kind of talk about what they do, but almost more from like the way you would see like Eddie Van Halen interviewed about like technique and kind of control and inspiration. And I felt like the only time you would hear rappers ask questions about being a rapper, it was like, how many times did you get shot? Or some like stuff like that, that was more about street cred and less about like technical abilities. So I used freestyling as just kind of a conversation piece. I kind of realized that not every rapper was a great freestyler, but most guys started off, you know, in their hallways or their school with their friends, like spitting rhymes or, battling or ciphers until they kind of figured out their direction. So I thought most people would be able to have that conversation. And then of course, if I was going to get a rapper in a room and talk about rapping, I might as well have them rap. So we had had each guy get on the mic. Razkaz was, I think on episode eight or nine, he was early on. And I got this studio in Redondo beach. And the day that we did Razkaz, we had terminology and Sean Price in too. Uh, and I found this funny picture of terminology really young with Razkaz recently. But that was, you know, we were basically making this podcast, and I did so many of them that I thought wouldn't it be cool to, you know, I've got 110 of the greatest rappers ever talking about the same subject matter, where they came from, technique, and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that would be an interesting documentary, but then the G4 network completely got canceled and went away. So it took me a while to kind of wrangle back that footage, and in the meantime, myself and also Raz made another documentary called Risen that was about uh, Hellraiser from, from Wu-Tang Sons of Man who had a brain aneurysm and he lost the ability to rap. So he was one of the people in the first version of the film. And when we kind of lost the ability to continue that film for several years, we instead made Hellraiser's story. And then when we eventually got these rights back, we made this and here we are. And Freestyle 101, uh, we, Raz, Kaz, when you are, have been voted, you know, in the, some of the be the top MCs, top 50 MCs ever in history, top 50 hip hop artists, et cetera, and have worked and collaborated with every West Coast, RZA, Twista, Exhibit, Dr. Dre, et cetera, down the line. How does it feel, the celebration of hip hop turning 50, and now finally some of the mainstream giving some history and some credit due to the pioneers and the people who have really made this not only a music phenomenon, but a global phenomenon yeah. that it is. It's just, uh, 
overdue, uh, but very much appreciated. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm a cog in a machine. We're all part of a society, a culture, a subculture, if you will, of hip hop. That's worldwide. I've been blessed to be able to travel this planet. So to have uh, some, I, I don't like using the word validation, but I will. But to have the mainstream society give it, you know, you don't, you know, we give our, we give roses to country Western and we give it to, you know, to rock and we give it to punk rock. And then it's kind of like, you know, some things always get a little suppressed for what reason? I don't know, but you know, it's nice you know, after 50 years of something that, you know, has literally fundamentally changed the world, <laughs> let alone produced a lot of money for a lot of people but really brought people from London to the Yucatan to Compton together, you know what I'm saying? And influenced rock. It changed every other form of music because it is the embodiment of all music. We were able to sample all these other things because we didn't have instruments. And, you know, and and then once it was created, the rockers took the break beats. And so, you understand what I'm saying? And, And so it was dope. Like we, we we took and we gave back and now we can all celebrate together. So I think it's overdue. Absolutely. A- absolutely. It is we we have every genre of music and every pop culture phenomenon has now stolen and taken literally from the hip hop culture and we has become a part of the mainstream. Frank, who is on this documentary? Tell us some of the people you have talking. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of heavyweights. Uh, Razkaz, obviously, is one of them. We've got RZA and Capadonna from Wu-Tang. We've got Ice-T, the greatest West Coast gang, the guy who created gangster rap. Uh, we've got, you know, uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. We've got uh, Planet Asia is an incredible MC. We've got Sean Emily, Price. T- Sean Price. Uh, we've got Supernatural, who's the Guinness Book World Record holder of longest uh, freestyle rapper ever. We've got Mob Deep. We've got Guru from Gangstar. We've got mm-hmm. Little Fame from MOP. We've got Gift of Gab from Black Alicious, rest in peace. Uh, we have a lot of legendary MCs, uh, you know, and then guys like uh, Grandmaster Kaz from the Cold Crush Brothers, who was there in the earliest days of the creation of hip hop. So we kind of have guys from each era sort of representing it all the way into the newer era. And in the newer era, we get guys like Open Mike Eagle, who's a West Coast rapper, kind of comes from the more improvisational West Coast version of freestyling. And then on the East, we've got battle rapper Iron Solomon, who is a newer school battle rapper representing kind of what freestyling became on the East Coast, which was really battles, you know? So it's a lot, lots of MCs. I mean, I mean, I mean, we, I, if anything, I want probably wish there was more guys from the South and the Midwest in the movie, although Tech Nine's in it and Sane Clown Posse's in it. The very first rapper I ever shot for Freestyle 101 was Devin the Dude, actually. Wow. Um, yeah. And the second one was Kill a Priest, actually. <gasps> um, so, I mean, like, Throughout the podcast, we interviewed people from all around the country and even some, you know, like Japanese rappers and stuff. Um, but obviously in the movie, I had to whittle it down a little bit. But there's lots of legends in this movie. That and is- it's also and it's narrated by Chuck D. So, my God, I mean, you get no there's no nothing more official than that. As soon as right. you hear his voice, you're like, this sounds important. Right. This is a, a lineup from top to bottom. If you talk about Chuck D, if you talk about Ice that you, you talk about the whole litany of, of people. Mob Deep and Quiet Storm is still one of the hottest tracks that ever, ever. Um, Raz, when I was, I, I get to teach uh, 
performing arts in, in NJ, NJ Pack in Newark, New Jersey. They have a hip hop program. They have a pro, Debbie D who uh, was out in the streets in the beginning of the days with the MCs and one of the first female MCs talked about when you would get out and freestyle and just hang out with your friends. It was never meant to be a business. No one ever thought of it as being something that was going to be. What is culturally in hip hop world, the meaning and, and the camaraderie of freestyle? Uh, well, I think that gets investigated you know, in, 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 in the movie, um, corrupt's brother, whose name is Roscoe. One time we were freestyling and he said, never say a written cause the written is forbidden. So even from his mind state, and I remember I was like, ah, I, I wish I would have said that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but so, so freestyling really could take on two different meanings. So freestyling, what we call off the top of the dome, is literally nothing is pre-written. Um, if anything, you, you may, I may have made some some analyzations of some things I want to say about you or to you, but it's supposed to be complete impromptu. And then, more, whereas kind of more from a New York state of, uh, of battling. Freestyle just means I'm probably rapping over a beat that I didn't do this song to. And um, but it's still written. It's just it's just not I'm not performing a song. I'm doing this verse over this over whatever beat they give me and I'm going to kill this verse. But either one, you know, like on the West Coast and, and more of a off the top of the dome, that would be frowned upon. But then, you know, the the. Uh, the, I think the freestyle was like Pac and Big. That was a written. It's legendary. But it's one of my, you know, it's incredible just to watch them kick verses together. So that was a camaraderie of freestyling together would be if it's your guy, you guys just going back and forth, kicking rhymes, trying to rock the crowd, more of an MC thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just being a crowd motivator. And then the other thing was more we dissing each other and we I have to go at you. So you better have your weapons together. Pull all your tools out your toolbox. <laughs> Frank, when you had the chance to sit down with all of these legends and, and these MCs, what did you, was it something, even you having done all these interviews and all this research, were there parts of the story that you were surprised, things you found out that you never knew about the history of, 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 of hip hop and freestyle? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff and, there, and a lot of just great experiences getting to just sort of be literally in the booth with with masters. I mean, guys who are like masters of the craft. I mean, I remember um, a guy who was our lead camera op and director of photography is a director named Joe Lynch. Uh, and he's gone on to have a real pretty big career as a horror and action movie director. And but at that time, we were just young kids and we were in this booth with Ice-T when he just did an impromptu one take, no punches, no nothing. And it was like we said afterwards, we were like, that was like being in the room with Miles Davis. Like that was like a guy who like in the world of gangster rap. Who's better than Ice-T? I mean, who you know, who's more of a pioneer? Certainly iconic. an iconic figure. Who kind of, I mean, when you think of the entire genre, it's almost like his voice is the one you sort of, you know, colors, like, boom, you know, <laughs> uh, that's gangster rap. You know what I mean? So it's like when we got to see him do his thing, I was just kind of like, whoa, this is like watching Eddie Van Halen or, you know, play guitar or Miles Davis blow trumpet or Ice T rap. 
about, mm-hmm. you know, blowing your chest plate off. I mean, these are just, these, these, are, <laughs> these are craftsmen. So we had all these great moments like that. And there was certainly, you know, to, to say the least, I mean, as soon as a, Devin the dude walks in before we're rapping, we're smoking. So there was a lot of, a lot of smoking going on. It was a fun, it was a fun time. But then there'd be these little tidbits. Like I told uh, Raz this earlier is that I was interviewing Sean Price and he mentioned Supernatural being, you know, the greatest, freestyle rapper of all time and i was like oh yeah supernatural man he's the greatest he goes yeah man that's my cousin and i kind of thought he almost meant like you know like that's my homeboy and i was like oh yeah and he goes no for real that's rico rico price and i'm like what really and sure enough rico price supernatural sean i never even and you i'm blown away i never put two and two together and i don't think and he only told me casually like oh yeah as if i just mentioned another you know if i had mentioned his other cousin he would have said the same thing yeah that's my cousin you know That must run in the bloodline. I don't know. That must be the case. Razkaz, do you remember the first time you freestyled? Oh, let's see. The first time I freestyled. Or we're in a freestyle kind of battle situation. Or I'm pretty sure it was awful. I don't. And it's probably because I suppressed the memory. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sure because you're nervous. Like, you know, so I can only imagine that I got out there and my voice was high and I said, I don't know about it, about it. And they were like, shut up, kid. And I'm sure I was awful. <laughs> what, I, what I think people, the poetry that's involved in, in hip hop and, and the wordplay and the, the smart uh, the, the smart thought process of it all, has that always been something, Raz, that you have always just played with is, is words and, and putting words together and ideas together? Well, now that part of it, witticism. So that's part of freestyling, but that's kind of like being a comedian too. Sure. Or a professional shit talker. Yes. So I've always been good at talking shit. I'm good at talking shit. <laughs> I've always, like, my parents didn't like it. It got me beat up often. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. So with that part of talking shit, I was always good at. And then I just had to make it rhyme. So that, that yeah, that part was cool. It's just, but see, delivery is everything. So think about it. I could say, like, you're dumb. Or you could be like, you're fucking dumb, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so that's part of also free, like rhyming and performing is knowing how to, you know, inflections with your voice to get the punchline across or to pull, how to pull back to put people on a roller coaster. So, yeah, the first time I did it, I'm sure I just <laughs> peeked out. Hi, fuck you guys. And they're like, shut up, kid. <laughs> Frank, when do you remember the moment you fell in love with hip hop or an artist or what was the introduction you had to this medium? Uh, I do. And it's kind of a funny story. So my stepdad was an entertainment attorney and he represented Easy e in the D Barnes case when oh, wow. D Bar- when D Barnes, who hosted a show called uh, Pump It Up, I think it was. Yeah, Pump it uh, up. She, yeah, she in- she interviewed uh, Dre and Easy e and asked them about Ice Cube, who just left the band and they were not. Uh, they were, not, they were not feeling that line of questioning at that particular moment. Right. And uh, they they essentially threw her down a flight of stairs. And um, she sued them, and my dad was representing Easy Eats. And at that point, I mean, it, you know, obviously I'd heard Run DMC and, and DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fat Boys and just, you know, the bigger rap stuff that it had hits. It was just on, you know, the radio so you, or MTV. Uh, and everyone loved Run DMC. I mean, you kind of couldn't, like, Everyone of every genre loved Run DMC. Mm-hmm. They really were sort of like the Beatles of hip hop at that point. But uh, I had heard of NWA. I knew they had the song Fuck the Police, but I never actually heard it. My dad came home with a stack of CDs that 
Easy E gave him, like from Priority Records, like, hey, this is my label, Ruthless Records. Check this out. This is what I do. My dad had no interest in it whatsoever, gave it to me and was like, do you want these gangster rap CDs? And I was kind of like, sure. And I was this close from driving down in the valley and probably selling them at, you know, like what would have been back then, Aaron's Records or something, wow. uh, or, or in the ho on, on Hollywood. Um, or not Amoeba. Amoeba. Uh, it was, uh, it was uh, Aaron's before Amoeba. I think it was Aaron's record, whatever. Right, you know, right. Meaning, I would have, I, I was like, oh, this stack of CDs, I could probably get like 25 bucks this. But then part of me was like, but they do have a song called Fuck the Police. And I do generally approve of that statement. So <laughs> maybe before I just immediately give me one just, listen. Just, just and like I put it on, and it was sort of for me, just like when I first as a guitar player, I heard Eddie Van Halen. I picked up the guitar and spent the next three years in my room trying to figure that fucking thing out. When I was, you know, a little older and I heard the Ramones and the Stooges, the idea of not everything having to be so technical and that like you could kind of do this much simpler version of rock, you know, punk rock was like a real game changing moment. When I heard hip hop, I never wanted to be a rapper, but, and I, I wasn't like one of those kids walking, like a white kid walking around trying to be all hip hop, and I never was. I just completely under, like musically and sonically, it was like exactly what my brain needed. And to me, it was like more punk rock than punk rock. I was like, these guys are so punk rock. They didn't even learn guitar. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, like how much more? I mean, like I'm sitting here in my room doing all this stuff, which they were doing too, just in a different instrument, right. their voice. But like, and like, but like, I just sort of saw it. And like, I would hear other musicians at that time kind of be like, oh, rap's not music. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Because like, look at what's happening here and tell me you can do that. No one I know can do that. So don't tell me it's not like really complicated stuff. So I just fell in love with it. And for me, being from the West Coast, you know, NWA, Ice Cube, uh, you know, I, I was Ice really tea. deep. Yeah, Ice T, of course. Ice T was my, I mean, I had a goatee for 10 years because that's how I basically, <laughs> I, I, my whole vibe was pretty Ice T for a while without really being able to rap or anything. But if you look at pictures <laughs> of me from the 90s, I look like a cross between the guy, you know, uh, Don Johnson from Miami Vice nice. and like Ice T from, from New Jack City, sort of lethal weapon era. That no, no, it was not a good look. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of flowing shirts that have like, you know, like long, like no, like, you know, like tank tops with the ones that went all the way down. Right. A lot of uh, jackets with high uh, shoulders and then. Oh, like, wow. Sounds like the perfect from the era. Razkaz, when you look at the, the, the up and coming, uh, I, I know that you have probably tons of people out there that we may not all know that are underground or on the come up. But when you look at the lineage of, of hip hop and what's to come, what do you hope to see hip hop do over the next 50 years? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, that is a wonderful question. I, I um, My biggest thing is just... Uh, I hope that we unionize. I think that, uh, you know, musicians have a union, actors, you know, car manufacturers. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, we're still out here doing every man for himself. And that's not the best way to get results. You know, there's strength in numbers. So I hope we unionize. Um, and aside from that, just as long as keeping some of the keeping some of the art in the art form or some of the music in the music business. Cause a lot of times we get wrapped up in the business side and, you know, and then, and then the art suffers. So I, I hope, I hope we get back to into creating amazing art. Cause that, you know, that's the things people discover in a, in a thousand years, you know, and the things that may help people grow as human beings and, and they help society uh, look at itself. Sometimes the music is one of the ways that helps society grow is, it, you know, um, so yeah, I'm looking for that. I, I can't wait. I, I hope so too. Frank, tell us where we can see the movie when it's out and about and streaming. Yeah, it's coming out on October 24th. You can watch it on Amazon Prime, on Google Movies, and on uh, on uh, YouTube Movies. Uh, sorry, Google Play and YouTube Movies. And um, Amazon Prime, though, I will encourage you if you enjoy the movie, leave a review. The way that this is one thing I've discovered as a filmmaker, the way that whole system works is like the amount of reviews you get directly affects how long you stay behind the paywall. So literally there's like a one month or more sprint you have to do before the revenue stream is taken away. So can, like, I, can I suggest that one crazy, thing? you know? Yeah. Please make us little uh, uh, YouTube shorts for all of us. Yeah. Know, I know it's time consuming, but I no, think, actually, we've know, been putting those uh, out on social ice, media, and yeah, you know, you know, we you have as many of us as you can fit in that one, and you know, and then you know, I got Amazon Prime, I'm gonna watch it, but you know, that's a great way to just like so we can go big and make sure everybody knows and get that awareness out. Yeah, we've got the social medias. If you go to Freestyle uh, 101 Hip Hop History on Instagram, Facebook, or on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, you'll find that and I've been putting these little clips of like either musical sound ups or good quotes from everyone. Uh, Raz has um, actually, I think my favorite quote in the whole movie that is kind of describes the entire movie in one line. He goes, life is like a freestyle. And like he, when he said that, we were on his rooftop and he said that and I was like, damn, dude, he just came up with the poster for the movie right there. <laughs> you know, and it kind of is. I mean, it, I, you know, Basically, that's sort of like the thesis of the movie is like, yeah. you know, life is itself. You don't know what you're going to do. You think you're going to go left. You, you end up going right. You want to take a sprint. All of a sudden you're down to one leg. Like, you know, that's what life is like. And so rapping has all these different skills involved in it. But one of them is to be improvisational and to be able to roll with the punches. And that's what freestyling is. And I just think as, as Raz has mentioned, as hip hop moves on, that ability not only to be a great writer and a great hook writer and a great lyricist, but you have to, on some level, have that ability to really kind of think on your feet, you know, because you have, you better have it in life. You better have it on the mic too, right? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, we'll be ready. We're going to be streaming it. The film comes out on the 24th. Get Stream it wherever you watch movies or go to Amazon Prime and watch it. Follow it on Instagram. And of course, you have to follow Raz on Instagram. Know when the next... I'll be at the gym in Edgewater, New Jersey. I'll be. I'll listen to Assassination and be ready. <laughs> yes. You Thank know? You. Got that hip-hop you. history. Hey, you're right. I, 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 I'm, probably, I'm probably saying too much, but I, Edgewater, trudging them over there. Ice is over there. Ice lives right there. You know, I, I don't know. I've been there. Don't let this fool me. I had I had Tretch come to my brother's wedding and we had a whole hip hop moment because we're Jer- right. Jersey. Jersey's you know, own history here. It's funny in like in like on the West Coast, a lot of people that have been on in LA forever all moved to Vegas. But on the East Coast, I feel like they all moved, they all to, moved Jersey. to Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We pay less money and look at New York, and then people pay all this money to live in New York and look in New Jersey. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you for the art and the work. We're, we're living for it, and we'll be watching. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. How about that? You have Amazon Prime. I have Amazon Prime. I'll have to check it out and see all these great, amazing artists talking about their art form. Just the way you would talk to a Broadway performer, a jazz performer, a dancer, hip-hop artist put in time, effort. You want to? You think it's easy? Try to freestyle. Put on a beat and try to make a rhyme come off the top of your head. Not so easy. Speaking of new music, I have new music coming out. It's called Rewind. It's a live album just in time for my 40th 40th birthday, which is on October 31st. So go to robertbannon.com or follow me at Robert M. Bannon on Instagram and stay up to date. Let's keep the party rolling. You know, here with the SAG strike going on, uh, there's a lot of big budget, big studio films that we're not allowed to talk about. And as a SAG actor, not allowed to participate in or promote. But there are indie films that follow the agreements that are allowed to be promoted. One of them stars Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage? You ever see Moonstruck? I love him, Loretta. Oh, isn't that awful? I love that movie. When I think of Nicolas Cage, I think of either he's stealing the Declaration of Independence or he's in that movie. You know, Jersey Italian here. Well, I had the chance to speak to a producer of a new film called Butcher's Crossing and their studio that's in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey? Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey has a film studio. I needed to hear it for myself. So, so many aspiring actors and filmmakers end up watching the show because we talk to filmmakers, we talk to people who make theater, we talk to actors, and I teach it. So when I have the chance to talk about people who make theater, art, music, or movies, I jump at the chance. And in Jersey, people are making movies in New Jersey, and I'm not casting them? Molly, what is going on? Why, where's my big parts? Butcher's Crossing... With the one and only Nicolas Cage, we're going to talk all about it with, and, and, and a studio right here in t- two towns over. Molly Connors, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. How did you get involved in producing? Why did you get involved in producing? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, no, I got involved in producing um, almost, uh, I think it was about 17, 18 years ago, uh, through p- producing political commercials um, before I was a film producer and television producer. I was uh, a lobbyist and, and I kind of caught the bug in that way. And, um, and uh, here I am now. (laughs) Get out of here. That's fascinating. I was a poli sci major because I think politics and showbiz are very similar (laughs) in many ways. And, (laughs) And what was it like to now explain to us, what does a producer do for the average folk out here watching? Um, Pretty much it's the way I always kind of describe it is like almost like being a general contractor that's managing all the subs and, you know, 
really everything kind of from start to finish. Um, it could be, you know, developing the script and bringing on a director, casting, financing, sales, distribution, marketing. It could be um, all of the above. Or it could be some of that. Um, it's always just a wide range. So when someone has a project or a property that they want to be produced and they get it to you and you green light it, you say, we're going to make this movie. What do you look for? What What are the things in these scripts or, or these projects that, that stand out to you that are something that really makes you say, I want to invest my time and energy into this? Well, obviously, if the story is something that that we love, um, a lot of times it's, it's genre dependent. Um, it's it could be a variety of things. I always like to say that that it's it's a movie that we can get made, um, just the very core to, to its core. So, like right now, I'd say dramas are harder uh, to get made in this marketplace. Um, we, we're trying to focus more on, on on genre stuff, but then you have great things like uh, come along, um, a great drama that comes along that we we break the rule for every once in a while that we feel like cast will be drawn to it as well. So. Um, it's, it, it does vary a bit. So can you tell us a little bit about Butcher's Crossing? How did it come to you and what was the process like to make this film? Uh, it came to me, I met Gabe Polsky, uh, who's the writer, director, and one of the producers. I met him in 2014 in, in Switzerland in Zur at the Zurich Film Festival. And we became friends and he sent me some of his projects. And this was one that really stood out to me. Um, took a while to get made. It was it was challenging. Westerns for a while were really tough to to get uh, financed, and um, so it took some time. And even before I joined on in twenty end of 2014, 2015, uh, Gabe had been working on it several years before that. So it was one that took a while. I was going to say I think it's a misconception. Twenty fourteen, you've been working on it. It's almost ten years. <laughs> well, yeah, wow. it's a long time. No shortage of star power in the movie. I mean, you have the the Nicolas Cage. How do you know? Can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be? Yes. Yeah, so Gabe had worked with um, Nick on a movie that he produced, and I had worked with him on something as well. And um, we sent it to his manager, and and uh, I think you know Nick was always a fan of the book, and and uh, he said he wanted to do it. So that's kind of how it happened. Did you get to be on set at all for the filming of the movie? Oh, yeah. I was there the whole entire time. Yeah. And what is it like to see someone like Nicolas Cage work on set and, and deal with the script and take takes and notes and et cetera? Um, he's amazing. I mean, he's he's uh, such a pro, obviously. He's he's a pleasure to work with. And, uh, yeah, he's comes ready and and knows the whole thing inside and out. His parts and everybody else's. <laughs> I, I, if I had a dollar for every time I watched Moonstruck at my grandma's house in Fort Lee, New Jersey, my little <laughs> Italian grandmother, that's what I think of when I see him. So Aww. I just recently watched that again. I love that movie. So brilliant. Your timing is so brilliant. Molly, what is your company? And tell us what makes it unique and why, where did this idea come from? Um, my company is called Fifen and we're a full service production company. We also have Fifen Studios, which, as you said, was down the road from which is a full service post house. And we have production office space as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, we are, you know, basically producing all different kinds of movies. We do production service work. Um, we have 
a media fund, and uh, and and now we have, as of a year ago, our our post facility, which right here in Englewood Cliff, Englewood, like Fife and Studios. What you you have posts? I have friends that are filmmakers that I, what they need to be there. You you do posts, yeah. you do premieres, you do screenings, you do uh, color, you you do everything right there. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and it's a uh, it's full service. We have two movies that are there right now that are not yet um, announced. So we can't, I can't tell you what they are, but, but uh, they start shooting very soon and, and they are, they've been in there just prepping. And so it's, yeah, like anybody who wants to come check it out, obviously email us. We'd love to, to give them a tour and show them around. Yep. You can go to the website. It's P-H-I-P-H-E-N studios.com. If you're listening to us and you, you don't see it on your screen. Can I was reading, I went on the website. I was looking at all the pictures. It's a gorgeous space. It's in a beautiful part of Bergen County, New Jersey and all that, all that. And I rep Jersey through and through. Why does Jersey is the place for this? What about the Jersey, the fund and the tax credit? And why, why do movies get made in New Jersey? Well, um, why are they getting made? There's an amazing tax incentive there right now. The proximity to, to New York, where a lot of key creatives and folks live as well, now moving over to New Jersey because the credit, the incentive is better. Um, my partner, Jane Sinisi, is from New Jersey. And um, we really came up with this idea uh, to, to bring the studio there. Um, there's been so many stages that are in the area and, uh, we worked very closely with the New Jersey film commission and they said a lot of stages coming here, but, but no one is doing post. And so, uh, we started that project in 2020 and, uh, and now we're, we're open, but, um, it's, it's been a pleasure so far to work in New Jersey and a lot of New York movies that were set in New York that are shooting in New Jersey and, um, a lot of projects like from all over the world, we're kind of bidding out right now and to, uh, come to our facility. Absolutely. So it's, I, I'd be remiss to not ask you this, this question. And I, I wish I would have thought of it earlier. And I, I'd follow up with this. It's a weird time for movies and television and, and, and filming and stuff like that. Do you, do you think the future of the art form, aside from strikes and aside from the, the conversations about big studios and whatever, the, this doesn't affect the art, the artists and the, and the work is out there and being ready to be made. Absolutely. That we see there's so much more than ever. And yes, there's a lot of hardships right now. Um, obviously the double strike and now one being resolved. And we are seeing a lot of projects that have interim agreements that have just strictly indie financing and are able to, to shoot. Um, and it's also been a period where I just know so many creatives that have been then developing and writing things of their own. So, uh, and ready to kind of get back out there working. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to sit down with a bucket of popcorn and, and see all mm -hmm. of the movies that have been written while we've been patiently waiting. Yeah. When, when you're an up and coming filmmaker and you got that bug and it's in you, do you have any advice for for the students out here that are in film programs or or in screenwriting programs to to try to help them get ahead of the game? Yeah, I mean, I would try to work on as many projects as you can, and even if it's you know something that if you want to direct, but just try to PA and try to learn all the departments. Um, and see every side. Uh, I think it's just going to make you that much stronger of a filmmaker. So, and don't don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call people too. You would be surprised how many people will write you back or or return your call. Um, so, absolutely. And what about and what about Butcher's Crossing? Where, where can we see it? When can we see it? Is there a plan for us to see it? Yes. So Butcher's Crossing is almost is out right now. It came out on Friday. 
and almost 600 screens across the United States. So you can just check out, um, you know, on Fandango or wherever you want to go and, and type in your zip code. Uh, and then it will also be out um, on uh, VOD in early November as well. Amazing. Perfect. So yeah. when we're all home for the for after Halloween or this weekend, if you're looking for a movie or if, when it's on VOD and you want to be home for Thanksgiving break and et cetera with your family, it's the perfect movie perfect movie to watch. You're going to make me have to head on down over to Anglewood Cliffs and check. I, I'm so excited. I would love that. I'm, I would love that. I'm so anytime you want. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you for bringing art and uh, to our screens and, and now to our neighborhood. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, there you have it. A little hip hop, a little Nicolas Cage, a little freestyle, a little Jersey. A little Broadway, a little razzle-dazzle, and you've got the roundtable. I hope you join us every single time we have a show. We have more shows coming. Join us here on the Broadway Podcast Network and follow me at Robert M. Bannon on Instagram. Tell me who you want to see on the show, and we'll make sure we try to hook it up and make it happen. More Broadway, more fun, more actors, more singers, more everything, more artists talking about art on the way. If you want to listen to my album, it's called Rewind. It's available uh, as of the 27th of October. So listen to it on Spotify or wherever you get your music. And find more information about me at robertbannon.com, including a Christmas show at Chelsea Table and Stage. Come say hey. I'll see you all again next time. Remember, the best is yet to come. Bye, everybody. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.